This podcast is a part of the Electric Vehicle Charging Infrastructure Guidelines for Cities project, whose objective is to help educate European municipal officials and other stakeholders on everything they need to know about installing and operating EV charging infrastructure. More podcasts and videos in this series can be found on the project's website. Hello, electric vehicles are coming, or they are actually already in your city. Uh, But what about actually the infrastructure for electric vehicles? As we all know, this is a key point for the EV adoption. And today we continue uh, our talk uh, with the guidelines for cities with our own fishbone, uh, Peter Radik from Greenway Infrastructure and Zahari Shahan from Clean Technica. My name is Lubov, I'm from GoToYou, and my first question goes to Aaron. What are the roles that municipalities can play in the transition uh, to the electric vehicles better adoption? And what about the, the role of the champions? Can you give us some examples and explain how cities can facilitate the EV adoption? Yeah, thanks, Lubo. In the paper, we identify a number of different roles that municipalities of all sizes can play in promotion of the electric vehicle ecosystem. And some of that is supporting car ownership and use, and some of that is supporting the electric vehicle charging infrastructure. But even if a community has very little funds or is not sure what they are going to do regarding infrastructure, They can still promote and support through words and proclamations and speeches and public statements and public events that they support electrification in their community, that they encourage people to drive electric, that they want people in their community to think about the economic and environmental costs of the choices they make, and that they are supportive of the transition to electric, that they want to see it coming in the future, even if they cannot fund it directly right now. And so the simplest thing, well, not not always most simple, but uh, the cheapest and most affordable thing that anyone can do is promote the electrification through words, deeds, proclamations, and government statements, and send a positive signal to the business community, to the residents, and to the government workers that they want to move in this direction and to encourage ideas and make it a supportive and welcoming environment. And I would just highlight too, the the champion role basically encapsulates everything you can do feeds into that. I think of a sports analogy. If you're, if you're on a football pitch, soccer pitch, uh, every, you know, whether you get assists, goals, uh, block a, block a shot at the goal line, it all goes together for your overall uh, role or position as a champion. So everything you can do to help move it forward is, is part of being a champion. Uh, whether that's a statement or legislation or, or procurement of vehicles. So I think look at it as what's the biggest role you can play all together to push it forward and to be the leader of the team, to be the leader of the movement in your city. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you see it for like, oh, sorry, go. So being the leader means both uh, the, the direct and indirect support. So can we talk uh, more about the real mechanisms that the cities can apply? Sure. Briefly, just that there is a large public education role that municipalities can play as well, whether it's public festivals or signage that they put on buses or on other public facilities to, again, let people encourage people to think about the environment and economic costs and benefits of the choices they make, whether it's recycling, whether it's using metro facilities or anything. 
the government and the municipality play a large role in public education. And I mean, we're very heavily focused on the, the hardware, the hard aspects of, of EV uh, adoption, EV charging here in, this, in these guidelines. Uh, but as I say repeatedly, I think the number one barrier to quicker adoption is simply awareness. It's simply uh, that people don't know this, this new technology well. They, they haven't learned enough about it. They haven't learned about the benefits. And that role, that soft role as a, as a communicator, as an awareness raiser, is perhaps the biggest role a city can play. But another big role is uh, to get, help get the infrastructure going. And that's what we're trying to help with with this report. Um, and, you know, the, the basically, the, there, there are a few ways cities can really be a big player in this. One, they can provide direct incentives to, to EV charging companies, to uh, buyers who, who, who buy electric vehicles, uh, to um, various, you know, uh, stimulate in financial ways or by, by offering use of bus lanes or free parking or whatnot for electric vehicles, they can stimulate more quicker adoption. And also, if cities themselves procure or buy electric vehicles, then they will help develop the, the awareness by people seeing them. They will help to, to develop the infrastructure because they will need the infrastructure for their own vehicles. Uh, and they will help to, to, to just overall develop the market. So, uh, you know, of course, any financial incentives are always great. Uh, incentives like free parking, access to bus lanes, access to high occupancy vehicle lanes, uh, all help. Uh, but then also just buying the vehicles themselves. And cities are really well positioned for this because they look at the total cost of ownership often. And with electric vehicles, if you look at the total cost of ownership, you start to see the savings from not using gas, from using cheaper and more efficient uh, electricity and electric motors. Uh, so you, you, when you look at the full spreadsheet, they actually look very compelling, very attractive today, whether they're buses, mail delivery vehicles, or even police vehicles. Uh, so this will be a very clear sign to, to the citizens, uh, a very good example that the cities can actually show that don't be afraid of driving electric vehicle and also communicating all the privileges could be very, very useful. But what about the strategic planning and the lobbying? Because this is uh, massively what we can see uh, in the West. Can this also be applicable for the central? Uh, in Eastern Europe? Yeah, indeed. I think that, uh, you know, the electromobility is going to be a huge shift in how uh, people move in cities. And it has to be in DNA of the people in, a, in charge of the municipality decisions. And, and there are many ways how they can incorporate this new change into the, uh, in, in the action, not only the action as we, as we, as we speak, but as well about the, how they plan the development of the city in the future. The city hall has always uh, a word in uh, things like uh, zoning, building codes. Uh, they, they may decide about uh, what they require from the uh, people who are building the new uh, facilities, who are building the new uh, office houses and so on and so forth. And this, this, they should use this uh, power to, uh, uh, to, 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 to bring the electromobility topic on, on the table and uh, uh, as well to help them to look forward in uh, in, in a future where we'll have much, much more electric vehicles on the street. So definitely there is a national regulation which uh, needs to be adopted. And here the city has a, a role to play as well because I think they, they voice should be heard even on a national level that 
look, we want electric vehicles in our cities because it's, we are benefiting, our people are benefiting out of it. So please, on a national level, adopt appropriate changes in uh, laws and regulation, but they should act in a, locally in this respect as well. And uh, then, uh, as I said, uh, the, the cities, when they are doing the planning, they are doing it for years to come. And we need to understand that maybe in 20, 30, 40 years, we will have uh, the portion of electric vehicles will be significant. Maybe, well, maybe in some research say that maybe in 30 years, we will see only the electric vehicles in new sales of the vehicles. So this needs to be adopted in, in a way how we plan uh, uh, about uh, our cities in the future, so we need many experts. Many expect by 2030 it will be almost all all new car sales. Uh, and you know we're EV EV charging experts here, and we keep relying on this report that we put together to have, make sure we have the full picture, make sure we're not missing things, to look at specific policies and 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 tools. And so I would I would highlight really this is a very short, simple, clear report, but it's very comprehensive in that it it shows you. I think everything you need to know in order to do a good job on the city level with EV charging. So I, you know, I heavily, heavily encourage not to be scared, not to be uh, overwhelmed, but to look at this simple report and get an idea of the full picture and how you can play play a part either as uh, the Messi of the team, Lionel Messi of the team, or the um, uh, Iniesta of the team. And maybe we can also give uh, our audience a very good example. What is your favorite example of the uh, of the measures that municipalities can can take to uh, incentivize the EV adoption? Uh, maybe you have a good example about the parking incentives, for example. I think this is a very important for all the EV drivers to know that they will have some concrete benefits of driving electric car. Yeah, I think being able to use drive on the uh, high occupancy vehicle lanes or the bus lanes is the most practical benefit that I've experienced. I mean, it's amazing being able to cut out of traffic and really just have this freedom. And you really feel like it's a privilege. Like I have earned this. See, I was thinking it's the parking. I think it depends on the city, but these two, the parking as well. I mean, if you've ever spent time in a European city, you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to find parking. Uh, or, and to find good parking and, and to pay for parking. And, and this is all, all over the world. And we, Wrocław, Poland, is one of our case study cities. And we have now free EV parking in prime locations around the city. And I'm telling you, it's like you feel like you just are king of the world. You're like, oh, I've got dedicated green painted EV parking spaces for our electric car right here, right here, right here, right in the places you need it. So you feel like all of a sudden you're at a higher level of society in the city, which I, I just, I, I, think, I think the same as Aaron is saying with high occupancy vehicle lanes, it makes you feel like you are being supported, you're being respected, you're being honored, and you're taking the right path, I think. And actually, this is a very clear message from the uh, municipalities saying that we want to electric vehicles here. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's one of the best messages they can give, much better than any kind of billboard. That's true. That's true. Lyubov, any example from Ukraine before we go? 
Yes, yes. In in Ukraine, uh, what we do is is really trying to transform EV paints into EV privileges, and we care not only about the parking spots but also the services that EV drivers can enjoy during the charging sessions. That's why uh, the places uh, we work with are uh, hotels, restaurants, shopping malls. The places where drivers can actually enjoy uh, free parking free charging and uh, amazing uh, experience of driving the electric car. Uh, so indeed, I believe that the privileges that the municipalities as well as the private sector can, can bring to the EV drivers is something uh, really important that, that would boost the adoption. And there are really long list of, of measures uh, in the, in the uh, white paper that, that you prepared. Uh, and also there are the examples from all uh, our the, the places that, that contributed to this paper. Uh, there's just, uh, we need more energy uh, to, to, to bring all these practices in, into reality. Well, I'm certainly feeling the energy from this group. So thank you everyone for your examples. This was a great discussion of the role of municipalities can play in supporting uh, electric vehicles as ecosystem, drivers, and infrastructure. And that's it for now, but we well, look forward to I would yeah. just add one more thing to So a lot of people are afraid of reports. I don't want another report to look at. Uh, as, as you highlighted, if you just go to the very last page of this report, you have a simple list of measures cities can take. You have a one-page list of things cities can do to advance EV leadership. That's all you need to look at in some cases. So just at least pick up the report and look at the last page. We yeah. did design it that way. That's right. Thank you, Zach, to make it easy to use. So with our next, uh, our next discussion, we'll cover technical and design guidelines for charging infrastructure and the right mix of charging infrastructure for communities. But until that time, thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.